This is episode 38, Perseverance and Hard Work with Noe Lopez, part 2. Mabuhay and welcome to the Best of You podcast. Each week, we give you an inspirational person or message designed to empower you to go further faster. My name is Jesse, and you're listening to another special episode of Best of You. Is someone getting the Hey guys, this is Mike and welcome to part two of a two-part interview with Starbucks Philippines CEO, Noe Lopez. So in this second part, Noe is going to continue sharing some powerful and inspiring insights that he first shared with us in part one. So it's a continuation. If you've not already, I encourage you to go to episode number 37 to listen to part one. And this is the follow-on. Okay, guys, enjoy part two of this very inspiring interview with this um, amazing, amazing guy. Okay, thank you. So next section, you don't have to answer this question. Okay. So my guests uh, laugh, uh-huh. find this an unusual question. But if you were to punch someone in the face, yeah. who would that be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I read a lot. So lately, what I've been seeing are like people who abuse children, you mm. know, whether sexually or through trafficking. Mm. You know, I would like to punch them in the face. I would like to punch people who are in power, mm. who abuse that power mm. by disrespecting other people. Mm. Uh, I would like to punch them in the face. Sometimes I really want to do that because, you know, you're 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 in a you're in a position where of respect and the power, and you use it. To take people down, you know, to take down their spirit and to take down their dignity. Yeah, and that's a big thing for me. And I think also again relating it to Starbucks and we're in the service industry. And you know, sometimes I'm sure a lot of the listeners will can relate to this. We don't respect the people giving us service. Mm. We treat them very rudely sometimes. Mm. Uh, because we feel like we're entitled to something because we're paying for it. Yes. You sometimes forget that the person across you is also a person. Mm. And disrespecting them, paying money for ser- for a service is not an entitlement to disrespect mm. another person. And I've seen this throughout my career because of the industry that I'm in. Mm. So we've tried to communicate that and we've tried to uplift, you know, I mean, by tackling it from a very positive way. Yeah. Uh, by trying to uplift our customer service levels, we're trying to show people that, look, this is what we want to give to you, and, and please don't disrespect us. Mm. We will go out of our way to take care of you, mm. but don't disrespect us also. Exactly. Yeah. So that's those are things that make me angry. Mm. I guess that's kind of the question. What yeah. things make you angry? More than that, if you want to punch someone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to punch anybody. <laughs> but it's why I like this question because. Anger can be turned into a very positive force. Yes, yes. So what makes us angry in society, yeah. we can use that energy yeah. to do some really good stuff. Yeah. And I love my favorite, um, I really relate with this, when you talked about people who take away people's dignity, yeah. um, or however they do that, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, that yeah. I really appreciate you yeah. acknowledging that. And even, I love this, you give a high level example, but very small, because this is something we can do every day. And I, 
I try and catch myself just to smile at the person yeah, who's yeah. giving you that co- it could yeah. be you go into your 7-Eleven store to yeah. buy water you just go in your Starbucks yeah. just to get a coffee yeah. their name is on their yeah. you can just say their name yeah. and smile yeah. it really makes yeah. a difference <laughs> really because yeah. yeah. I love what you said Noe is they're not robots yeah, it's yeah. not you go in and there's a ro- robot yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. we're all emotional yeah, beings yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah. yeah I like that that's a very <laughs> practical tip very Thank practical you. is there something that most people don't know about you, or like a passion or a hobby you have outside of the business and family world? Uh, no, I think most people know what I like. I like, I like uh, good wine. You know? I like exercising a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I like reading a lot. Uh, that's pretty much it. And then being with my family. Mm. You know? I try to keep things simple. Yeah. <laughs> Not too much clutter. <laughs> so, I want to jump on the exercise bit. Yeah. This, this is where I, I've learned so much from athletes. Yeah. Whether, it doesn't have to be professional, yeah. but um, people who take the personal health very seriously. Yeah. How has that discipline of looking after your body, yeah. looking after your, your um, the one thing you, you could say you've got 100% control over, yeah. um, how has that helped you become a better father, a better husband, a better leader? Um, can you tell me that the benefits that have helped you in that world? Yeah, well, actually, I haven't always had that benefit. I was always an athlete. I was always into sports, but, you know, starting uh, college until maybe after, for 10 years, I was smoking a couple of packs of cigarettes a day. Oh. Well, still exercising, but yeah. I'm sure that was compromised in some way. But I think the key thing about exercising, it just improves your whole well-being. Yes. So you're stronger, you're more energized, you can tackle on any problem, yeah. you have greater endurance, yeah. you, know, you can work longer, you can, and of course you're healthier. And, and now that I have two young children, my motivation is that I want to live much longer so I can spend time with them. Right? Yeah. So I see exercise as a means to get certain things yes. done. You know, sometimes there are days when you don't want to wake up at 5 in the morning and step out. You know, and it's yeah. cold and it's raining and it's... Do you really want to step out and get into the pool or go for a run? You know, it's mm. you know, and you know, your your wife is beside you, your daughter is beside you in bed. Do you really want to do that? But it's like you said, it's the discipline. Yeah, and you have to believe it leads to something bigger. Yes, which is you know overall well-being, you know, physical and and physical translates into mental anyway. Yeah, you know, I think it's hundred percent. It's all linked. Yeah. So, so what about the person who's listening right now? Yeah. Who, who's saying stuff like, but I'm different, I don't have the time to exercise. How would you talk to that person? Well, I think, you know, if you say you don't have the time to take care of yourself, that's, uh, that's, a, big, that's a big statement, right? I think yeah. we all should make time to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, getting started is always the hardest thing. And then keeping, back, keeping to it is, 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 you know, just as hard. Well, if you exercise, you also look good. So if you're vain, maybe that's good. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. it keeps you, you know, trim. Yeah. And so that's, it, whatever works, you know, whatever motivates you and yeah. whatever fuels you. Yeah. So I want to ask a question. And I'm actually just fascinated on two perspectives. Your, your journey as the leader of uh, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Or you can answer this, or you can answer this both. Your journey into fatherhood. Yeah. But what has surprised you most about those two journeys? Well, I, you know, I've surprised that we are where we are today in Starbucks. Both in Starbucks. Well, not really fatherhood. Fatherhood. I'm just. I feel just really lucky that I have a wife and, and two kids. Yeah. I'm not really surprised. I'm just so blessed and 
you don't want to take that blessing for granted. Mm. But from a business perspective, I never thought that I could lead a company like Ristan Coffee and Starbucks mm. in the Philippines. I never had the confidence to do it, I don't think, when I was growing up. But, uh, you know, I said, going back to our earlier conversation, I just said, I'm not going to give up. It's given to me. Yeah. I was appointed to lead the company, to build the company. I was employee number one. And the reality was, I was given no resources other than money. Initially, I was thinking Ristanz was going to give me, support me with some people to help me build the company. But there was no support. It was just, you do it yourself, you find your own people. Because they didn't want to share the good people, right? I mean, you, yeah. you, you always think, hey, we're a group, right? Give me some of your, your talent, but your key talent. But I think when you're a business owner, you don't want to share that you're, you're great people. So yeah. it came to the point where you just had to do it yourself. Yeah. And I think one of the, the things I've learned is just never give up and just keep going. Mm. I think just by keeping yourself busy and just keep working and, and also being smart about it, you'll get lucky. Yeah. And you will reap what you sow. Mm. You know, hard work, there's no substitute for hard work. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not gonna come. You just gotta work hard. There's you can no, work smart too, yeah. and, but you gotta work hard. Exactly. You know? yeah. Yeah. There's no this misconception about the shortcuts. Yeah. There's none. And that's with sports as well, with yeah. cycling and running, and yeah. there's no shortcut. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. gotta put in the time. So, no, let's talk about productivity. Yeah. And I think a lot of I'm fascinated by this answer, um, in terms of especially what's helped you in the business world. Yeah. But if you have, do you have a productivity habit that others may benefit from? My productivity habit is to find the best people. Ah, I like that. And then to take care of them, to mm-hmm. listen to them, to try to grow them, nurture them, uh, take care of them, both from all their, you know, looking at all their needs, whether it's material needs or emotional needs or... Mm-hmm respecting them as, as people because that's what I've learned has made the company successful mm. it's the people who lead this company mm. I'm just there to make sure they're the right people mm. and then once I, I feel they're the right people I also have to take care of them yeah. especially in our industry where it's a service industry it's a people business there's no magic technological application that we're working on yeah. right it's service yeah uh, the coffee is fantastic, but it's also made by people. You know, so mm. my, my, my biggest productivity uh, lesson is to find the, the best people and get out of their way. Mm-hmm. You know, I still provide direction. I make I make decisions when I have to because yeah. that's my responsibility. Yeah, I don't shy away from the tough uh, choices, but but for the most part, I let them flourish. Mm. You know, and that's what that's what I've tried to keep focused on. Yeah. And then of course, when you don't have the right person. You also have to acknowledge that. I think you know keeping the right, the wrong person in the company or in place, mm. in position, is just as damaging as you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just as as negative as having the right person in place mm. is being is powerful. Yeah. So once you know, and most of the time we know when you have the wrong person in place, mm. you need to act mm. with respect and dignity as well. Right? Yeah. But you need to act. And have you seen a lot of businesses suffer because of that? Yeah. Yeah. not taking action yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we're not we're afraid to confront it that uh, mm-hmm. afraid to face the truth so I you know I've seen it yeah. it goes back to the the, one of the, well, the first thing you said yeah. in terms of that quote only the truth sounds like the truth <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that 
Noe, what's the one thing that you said no to that's helped you the most? I can't really think of too much. I just remember, you know, we were starting the business and, and you know, on, on in the early years when I was building Starbucks, the family would take summers off. Mm. But I used to say no because I was building the company from the, the ground up. Yeah. We were working maybe 15, 16 hour days because there, was, there wasn't even a Starbucks store mm. open. Yeah. We were just working to, to, and I said no to these vacations. And in fact, some of the family members were a little distraught that I would even say no because, you know, they, of course, they wanted me to be there. Yeah. But, you know, why would you say no to something like that? You know, we would go on cruises around the world. And, but I felt it was my obligation to do, you know, you gave me a responsibility to lead this company. Yeah. In my conscience, I couldn't leave it. Yeah. We had to do something. It's my responsibility. It's, mm. it's in my head, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, there's things like that, you know, things like if you're really given the response. I think if, if somebody gives you the responsibility, you take it seriously, you'll yeah. know what, what to do. Mm. And what about the growth of Starbucks now? Yeah. And as you can imagine, you touched on earlier, a lot of people knocking on your door in yeah. this office. Yeah. Maybe tempting Starbucks, you to take Starbucks in a different direction. Yeah. Or yeah. Have, how have you find, how have you helped, what is, where have you said no there when people have tried to maybe giving you offers that are taking Starbucks on a different path? Uh, well, again, the, the good thing with the company is we have a very strong mission statement. Yeah. And we have a very strong set of values. So whenever I evaluate any proposition, I always look at, I always bring it back to the mission statement and the values. Yeah. And if, it's, if it doesn't fit, then it doesn't fit. You know? So it, it helps me make decisions. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So, last section. Yeah. We have only three questions okay. left. No, I really appreciate this. <laughs> so, you've touched on this before, and, uh, but I want you an open question. And mm-hmm. this is about the Philippines and the Filipino people mm-hmm. all around the world. Yeah. What is your dream for this country and its people? My dream is just that we continue to progress as a nation and as a people. You know, I think if you, you can look at the glass either half full or half empty. And you can look at the Philippines, it's still progressing. We have infrastructure. It's terrible infrastructure, but there is infrastructure. There are many countries that don't even have infrastructure, right? So it's just we need to keep going. We need to keep going, I think. And uh, the biggest thing for me with the Filipinos is we need to choose our leaders wisely uh, because they have such a huge influence on what transpires in, in, in the country. And the kind of leaders we put in place also influence the way we think. Yeah. and the way we act uh, you know I can see it because I lead the company you know I can you know what more if you're the leader of a country mm. you can really influence the way the citizenry uh, feel and the way they act and the way they think and the funny thing is even with everything we've been through with that the, the Philippines has been through whether we've been colonized or we've gone through you know so many uh, so much bad leadership and we've wasted so much time I think it's a process mm. We have to learn for ourselves, you know. We don't want to go back to this, so therefore we need to move forward. Huh? Mm. What do we need to do to move forward? If we keep accepting it, then it's also we also deserve where we are. Mm. I think. Uh, so that's my dream for the Philippines: just keep progressing, yep. keep getting smarter. It's not going to happen overnight, you know. You can't get rid of these entrenched ways of doing things in in our, our country just like that. Yeah, I think it's going to take time. 
but it's going to take the people. The people have to make it happen. So uh, hopefully, my dream is that the people feel they, they can take things into their own hands yeah. and make a difference, rather than feel back to being you know losing their dignity, feeling powerless, yeah. or feeling hopeless. I don't want the Philippines to feel hopeless or, or or feel powerless and say, well, it's always been that way, you know, and we can't change anything. Yeah. You know, that's that's. Yeah, everybody can do something in their own yeah. way. Excellent. That's great. Now, I want to ask, mm -hmm. I want you to think mm -hmm. of that 20 year old knowing. Yeah, yeah. And how he was thinking and how he was behaving. Yeah. But if you were to just spend, yeah, to have a Starbucks coffee with him, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just for five minutes, what advice would you give him? The first would be, well, the only advice really would just be more respectful of. My elders. Oh, okay. I think at 20 years old, you know, coming from California and feeling invincible and feeling so strong because you're so young, you know, and you feel like the whole world's out there for you. I don't think I was very respectful mm. to my parents. And even if in certain aspects I knew I was right, maybe because my education was a little better, I mean, my education was from the States. Yeah. And, you know, as young people, you're more in tune with maybe technology or new things, you know, yeah. and maybe your parents are not. They don't pay attention to those things. Even to today, they don't pay attention to those things. You know, so it doesn't give you a license to disrespect them. Mm. I think that's. I keep remembering that because I work in a family business, and if there's anything I could take back, uh, not the mistakes, not the mistakes in business, not losing money, not opening the wrong store, not hiring the wrong person. It's really disrespecting my elders. Mm. There's no reason to do that if I take it back to the way that about telling the truth that I told, told there's always a better way of saying it yeah. you know and I think it would have proven even better if you were more pleasant or if you were more respectful you can still say the truth mm -hmm. you probably would have gotten something yeah. even better in return rather than being a jerk about it mm -hmm. or being very disrespectful that's the one thing I regret in my life yeah <laughs> and I think I share that as well. Yeah, yeah. I would probably say that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> so last question, knowing yeah, this show is called the Best View. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for Filipinos all around the world, and oh. what is the, your last advice that you could give them to help them become the best version of themselves? I think consistent with what I've said throughout you know this whole conversation, it's just really never give up. There's so many reasons to give up, but I don't you know I think the ones. Uh, where we're going to you know, grow themselves and be successful and not just successful in business but be successful as people are people who never give up I think that's that's the biggest thing I've, ever, I've learned in my whole life so it. far <laughs> <laughs> perseverance yeah perseverance yeah okay yeah Noy Lopez thank, thank you. you so much I thank really you, really appreciate it very good thank you I enjoyed this Hey guys, and that concludes part two of a two-part interview with Noe Lopez, CEO of Starbucks Philippines. Extremely inspiring. I feel very blessed to spend some time with Noe. And of course, I spent some time with his lovely wife, Cree, an episode. So check that out in episode number 14, interview with Cree Lopez on making a difference while making a profit. She is a social entrepreneur and doing some amazing work. So now I want to hear from you guys. So this interview, Noe, how has it impacted you? What, what is your takeaways? So engage with us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, 
uh, online presence, bestview.ph, that's bestofyou.ph, and let us know how this, how you, you've received this episode. We, of course, well, especially myself, I'm fanatically committed to continuously improving, so ways that you can give us feedback on how we can improve these interviews, and feedback also on who I should interview. And as actually, when I interviewed Cree a few months back, and I asked her that question, she, she said her husband, Noe, so that's the, uh, the reason I got the chance to sit down with Noe on recommendations. So I really asked that question to you guys, the listeners, who should I interview? Who do you want me to interview in this podcast that you think has an inspirational sh- story to share with Filipinos, both here in the Philippines and around the world? So guys, I am so, so grateful for you to making time to listen to our podcast, um, engage with us, give us feedback, let us know if this is something that has a value. If you want to partner with us, that's something we're excited about as well. So get in contact directly with me. Um, you'll see all my contact details on our website, bestofyou.ph. Thank you so much. Another amazing interview. Another day to inspire and empower people to go further faster. Okay, God bless you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.